As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. So it's been a little while, and you know that, and we know that, and here we are, kind of. Welcome in to Times Ours here on The Athletic. We can point fingers all we want. You know, how many members of this show had a wedding and then like a two and a half, three week honeymoon that kept them from recording? You know, it's hard to say for sure who it was. Um, Did we have some post-honeymoon scheduling plans that were derailed for various reasons that are neither here nor there. Yeah, that that certainly could have also happened. But today, as we sit here now on the 19th of June, 2023, this was this was the day that we were going to bring you the, the full Times Ours experience back again after a, a sheepish hiatus, mainly driven by my uh, European jaunting. Although I did tell the fellas they could do an episode without me. It's allowed, but you know, it's all right. But then last night, about, uh, or, I'm sorry, this no, morning. I think it was this morning. That's, that's, it was, that's correct. It was, in fact, this morning, Nate Taylor, the only other person who I will be introducing in today's show, as I am Joshua Briscoe. You are Nate Taylor. End of list. Because I send out the text early in the morning saying, uh-huh. hey, guys. Back in the saddle today, usual uh-huh. recording time, all that. Yep. Nate Taylor says, yes, sir. Oh, we're ready to go. Two out of three ain't bad, and Seth agreed to this like a couple days ago. Seth Kaiser, don't be mad. Mm. Love getting that as a first text. I'm mm. sure Dad Seth really appreciates mm. that. That's got to be a good one. But I've got an oral surgery scheduled for this afternoon that I just blanked on. Again? He just had stuff going on in his mouth, did he not? I mean, between your wedding and this show, that's all he's been doing, apparently. Right? I, 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 I mean, he almost, missed, he almost missed your wedding for his teeth, and now he's missed this episode for his teeth. I think he's missed previous episodes for, for his teeth. I don't know. I don't know if... It doesn't sound like, you know, oh... We had complications. We got to go back in. He just said he had one <laughs> scheduled for this afternoon that he, quote, just blanked, blanked on. Blanked. 
<laughs> ladies you gotta, and don't you need to prepare some for a surgery? Ladies and gentlemen, if I look at the record books here, um, I would just like to make everyone aware that he has five children. <laughs> and he still hasn't figured out how to use a Google Calendar. <sighs> well, we do get old real quick, Donald. Now, don't we? Um, That's true. I'm, I have been feeling that really aggressively as of late. Now, Both look, between my landscaping and having interns at 810 who are like five years younger than me. Look. This 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 establishment is not made of glass, okay? And I'm just going to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. As I wrote on Twitter, um, explaining that before Seth's um, calendar gymnastics took a took a tumble today, <laughs> uh, that the previous issue as to why you didn't got why you didn't get an episode last week during the height of NFL mandatory mini camps. Uh, the reason why I didn't get a podcast is because I fell asleep. <laughs> I took a nap that was also unscheduled. <laughs> and that's how you know I'm getting old. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's fair. So, you know, the body kind of, you know, some things happened last week is ultimately what I'm saying. And my body said we need to reset uh, right now. And so, hey. Here we are a week later, and uh, this is the show that you've that you've received. Um, you know, Josh. The big thing is, and this is the big takeaway from this week's episode, um, which has nothing to do with the team. Um, you know, some of the fellas got the episode rings. will just this takeaway won't. Yeah, like you know, the fellas and the ladies in the organization got their rings. On Thursday, and you know it's um it's obviously a, a a watershed moment in those people's lives, players, coaching staff, training staff, business staff, support staff, staff of the Hunt family. How many other staffs can I think of? Um, walking staffs, walking staff, flag I mean, staff, police of the whole city. I mean, police escort staff. <clears throat> it's a huge day. But look, I know that when you chose Renee and when Renee chose you, that you guys made the real shrewd decision to get out in front of the Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks early, you know, because I'm looking at my ring. And <laughs> it looks minuscule compared to what <laughs> these back-to-back champions or these two-time champions in a four-year stretch, excuse me, uh, received. Can't I didn't know rings came with the top off now. The that was off? the that's my favorite part. The the Rams did that, so they like I think they may have been the first one to have okay. the, the, the top come off. But to have Arrowhead in there and the Lombardis on the field for how many you had and the fact that you turned that in into a pendant. Yeah, I I was uh, I wasn't out there at the red carpet like you were, which I, I would love to hear some tales from that. And we'll get mm. into a bunch of the stories that we've missed over the last uh, <clears throat> indeterminate <laughs> period of time. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I was I was following the festivities from home and, um, you know, on, very online, which is a very healthy way to pseudo cover an event. 
And uh, when when that video did start coming around, I I did start to look at my um, very shiny ring that I have uh, many times thought like did I did I like go too bold with it like is this mm. like too blingy you know did right, I go too right. and I, I'm like I, I knew mean, the answer to that was no because like I'm still who I am but you know yeah and look we all know as 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 men we won't hurt a shot you know yeah um but, but but I went I went for a pretty big hack. I was like, you know, this is going to be the one time in my life when it's going to be socially acceptable for me to spend like too much money on a piece of jewelry that is like too shiny and just generally, you know, too expensive or whatever. I wanted to I wanted to take that opportunity head on. But like the top of mine doesn't come off, you know? I mean, mine doesn't have any Lombardi trophies on it. There's no like stadium inside. So that I've I've had to work through it. I, I think I'm in an okay place now, but I'm I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Yeah, no, no, you're not alone. Um, now, uh, I told Josh not to be aware of this, ladies and gentlemen. And look, this yeah, is okay. just to before we really dive into to, to Chiefs content here. Um, I do want to give an umbrella of what the league is going through right now. Um, you may ask yourself, Nate, what could possibly be going on 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 Juneteenth of all days? You know. Um, oh no! Look, I just you know, look. This is the Chiefs account from today. Juneteenth is a day to listen, learn, and band together for a more equitable future. Guys, that's a reasonable tweet. Mm-hmm. It's a professional tweet. Mm-hmm. I asked you, Josh, if you had seen the last thing that Adam Shepard tweeted. Against all odds, I do not believe that I have. This dear afternoon, this is where we are on the NFL calendar, guys. Listen to me closely before we dive into Chiefs news that you will obviously devour, which we are thrilled that you're that you're here. Thank goodness that you've asked us to come back because we're back. And we're sorry, but we're here on Juneteenth, Adam Schefter. This is a full-ass tweet. Developing. Phil Yates currently <laughs> is hosting NFL Live while his wife, Chaplin, is due with the couple's second child Thursday and could <laughs> go into labor at any time. Yes, Adam, that, that's, that, that's how it works. That's how it works. That's just me interjecting. That's um, back- as early as today. You know, they could sign yeah, as early I mean- as today. It can't be earlier, my guy. <laughs> Let me get to continue. Quote, if Yates suddenly goes missing from the NFL live set during this show or this week, viewers now will know why. Period. End of tweet. He pressed the send button. Guys, <laughs> Adam, get off your phone. Ain't nothing going on, dog. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing happening. Let the Yates have a moment when their moment arrives. What are we doing? It's Juneteenth. Isn't this what you give me? Not Bradley Beal. Not Chris Paul. No. Field Yates. The NBA guys might have to work. You don't right now, Shefty. And... I uh we've we've had Field on as a we had him on as a regular guest on, on the zone this Wonderful gentleman. Wonderful really, gentleman. This is no really, shade to him. This is shade no, no, to no, Adam Shafter. No, no. no, and and I so I've I've just a little bit gotten to know Field. A, a lovely fellow. Really really enjoyed all of that. Can I I'm going to I don't think I can like speak for him or anything, but if I could just go ahead and take just 
one really one really meek take within just sort of like uh, the sports media sphere. He pressed send on this, y'all. Send. It, that's you. You have eviscerated that tweet properly. I'm I'm turning my eyes slightly higher in the org chart. <laughs> if 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 Field is is on NFL Live, like the you know. Week. Wearing full motorcycle gear so he can hop on a bike and get to the hospital ASAP. So you want to go into sports journalism? Can we maybe let this man have the day off? Maybe let him have the week off. Maybe let him just be at home with his apparently very pregnant wife, who is apparently very near bursting with a child. <laughs> Who's a human water? Being. Are we on water watch? What are we doing? We're on water watch right now. I mean, come on. And, and also, and, it's, it's, and he's talking about like what is Quinn and Williams's. <laughs> this ain't the divisional round. This is June, dog. It's June. It's June. It's June. All right, All right let's let's give everybody what they want about the Chiefs. What? So Nate, uh, what's uh, Quinn Williams's contract going to look like? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about. I, shout out to Harold Coos from Fox Four because he did say this. This is see, this is the content you don't get on the red carpet uh, through television screens <laughs> but Harold was like man they just arguing over 800,000 at this point and I was like yo yes that is so true yes we're not even in the millions anymore hey what Quentin getting cool add another 300 foul like what are yeah. we doing what and are you we doing you and me can argue about $800,000 because that's a relevant amount that's life changing money to us this is irrelevant <laughs> if you're Quentin Williams or Chris Jones or DeAndre Hopkins or whoever <laughs> They arguing over eight hundred thousand. Like, come on! Hey, what the roster incentives bonuses gonna be? Like, what? Do I so, need to hit wait for this? Are you kidding me? Hey, Who can cares? You can you make it to the? Can you make it to the voluntary OTAs? Because we can, we can, we can sprinkle an extra fifty thousand in there, huh? That that's a great one that always is there on like the sports <laughs> track breakdowns there. or whatever. It's, it's like, always oh, there. Fifty thousand dollars incentive to be there on my twenty eight million dollars this year. Um, you know, think about it. I'm gonna think about it. I'm not gonna do the math too fast because I'm afraid I'm not gonna do it like, too precisely because I'm sure it would make me sad. But like, hey, you know, you uh, you show up to work these three days. Kind of up to you. But if you're there, I got a nice shiny nickel for you. <laughs> nice quarter. You might get you nice a gumball. Nice quarter. I mean, he said he set fifty thousand dollars on fire. Uh, yeah. Which doesn't really happen, ladies and gentlemen. It just goes back towards the cap. But anyway, like, <laughs> it's great. Do we, it's a great do we time. Wanna, do we want to start with let Let's do let's do our our little like last round of sort of Super Bowl um, celebration stuff here because you were in DC and on the red carpet for the rings, and so the the two big kind of off the field uh, stories of this last month or so. I, I really, we haven't talked, we've talked a lot in the last, last couple of weeks. I have not asked you at all about how the DC experience really went. Uh, and, and I'm I'm really interested both in what you saw from the Chiefs and, you know, uh, I'm sure people listening now got to see the pictures and Travis Kelsey's um, yes, podium yes. moment and all of that. But I'm also just like legit really interested what your experience within all of that was like. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a, it was really a once in a lifetime experience. And that's odd to say on both sides, like journalist and, um, you know, person of interest who's, who's obviously being covered um, for a certain event. But like, you know, I tend to agree with all those guys. Um, it was a wonderful day. It was, the weather was spectacular. Um, they could be outside. That was like a big part of like, whether or not the team was gonna be allowed to come to the White House. 
Um, I saw the prime minister of Denmark with my own eyes. Huh. Um, it took four gates, y'all. Four. Four gates to get through. <laughs> and afterwards, I was like, do I really want to go in here? I mean, obviously, the answer is yes. But um, obviously, security was on point. Obviously, the swoop team. Not the SWAT team, I was told. The swoop team. You know what the swoop team is, Josh? No. You walk, we swoop. Any activity that we are unaware of or not accounting for, we'll swoop your ass up real quick. And I say, how many seconds? 12. 12! <gasps> um, so you get like 12 seconds to get your bearings, and you better be in a spot. You're, it's like, <laughs> it or sounds like as, a squid game. Yeah, yeah, and as a, cer- as a ceremony's going on, it's like, so this is me. It's me right here. And it's like, yeah. And like, everybody else, you know, so like, uh, obviously they have just, and I think Nick Bolton talked about this just, and by the way, what a life. Nick Bolton in the Oval Office. Hmm. Um, you know, he he really appreciated the the synchronization of all the White House staff, Secret yeah. Service, um, Swoop Team, you know, because them dudes was on the roof of the White House. Just just say to what just do something. Please don't, but like if you do, like, you know, it's our job. Um you know, the White House press corps was very welcoming. Um, you could tell they even get a kick out of it. Um, it was really... It's the most serious day on the job for you, and it is their least serious day Yeah, on the job. it's just, it's hilarious. I mean, um, again, the president went from <laughs> Prime Minister of Denmark to the Kansas City Chiefs are up next. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems ridiculous. It really does. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I, I, I maybe Travis has put this out on his podcast. I, I um it's June. I haven't really listened, guys. Yeah, I'm oh. right next to you, yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening here. Uh but anyway, like they did a they did a quick sort of rehearsal and Kelsey, from my understanding, just did it on a whim during the rehearsal and it got such a laugh. Um, and then you give a you give a look to the White House staff and again the swoop team and they're like, can I do can I do this? Oh, <laughs> uh, and they said sure. And Pat thinks he executed it even better um, in the moment than obviously kind of the the spontaneity of it during the the quick rehearsal. Um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs had never been to the White House before. I definitely wanted to chronicle chronicle that. Um, They've done what they've always done in the past, which I thought was um, relatively interesting and fascinating too, which is this team is about unity, um, which is really hard to like, I don't know, argue against. Like, I mean, um, Andy Reid's been very clear, even probably before the pandemic, but it, it got a lot more of attention and obviously all the things that happened Um within that time span, obviously the, the summer of 2020 is what I'm referring to, um, that they've tried to project the best of what America has to offer, which is diversity, which is inclusion, which is like coming together, which is being sort of a melting pot, which is like working for a common goal to benefit everybody, not just, uh, you know, whatever party you're affiliated with. Um, but look, and that fits obviously the sports uh, mythology and, and sort mm-hmm. of why we all um, why we all relate to obviously teamwork. Um, it's it's nice to know that people actually execute on third and eight instead of uh, whatever monthly staff meeting is going on where you're like I can't trust him, <laughs> <laughs> or she's like 
don't open your mouth. Oh, <laughs> you know, they third nates a little harder than what yeah. Patrick and, and, and Kelsey appear to be going through. But no, like it was it was it was a good time. I don't know if I have a ton of vignettes because I mean, they kind of came in and out really quick. It sure. was really cool to see that Governor Laura Kelly from Kansas. Um, I mean, she's got she's got something that everybody I think would would maybe not everybody. See, now I'm already going through my own head. But anyway, it's what she wants, y'all. Um, she got what she wanted, which is to be at the White House to get personal time with the president. They probably talked about some things that, that are going on in Kansas. You could obviously surmise that from the interaction. And also, I have a football that has Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and President Biden's signatures on it. So you have this? Uh, Laura Kelly has this. Oh, she I was like, like wait, hold on, how like, did that happen? No, like, so, all right, good for Laura Kelly. It'd be cool if you had it. Man, I'm poor at communicating, apparently. But um, Sorry, I didn't realize you had broken character. I didn't think you were having a meeting <laughs> with President Biden about no, issues. No, no, I no. knew you were in character <laughs> for a while as Laura Kelly. Now, I, now did I bring some things to Sharice Davis? <laughs> hey, Sharice. Hold on real quick. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't do that either. I, just assume, I assume she loves this podcast. If I'm just I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I mean, I also have a funny Laura Kelly story I should tell you at some point. It's not like not I've told it on air before. It's just too long of a story for this bit. But, you know, yeah. future times, future off uh, off uh, off season times are edition. Yeah. So um, I got a picture of her football. Uh, saw Eric Bienemy. He was he was happy to be there. Um Look, guys, it's the last time. It's the last time I saw Frank Clark in the flesh um, before mm. he obviously went to the Denver Broncos on a one-year deal. Um, you know, I think I think there's some interesting tidbits about that, but, like, doesn't really relate yeah. to the team. Um, and, look, he's even said publicly, I think, since that, like, he knew that that was his last day as a member of the Chiefs was the, was yep. the White House visit. Um, the pictures were cool. Obviously, they danced. I asked Andy Reid about... The food at the White House, you're welcome. Cause he oh, went, thank you. I mean, he went into more detail about that than like any play call in the last two years. He didn't even he didn't give us that much on corn dog. <laughs> I mean, come on, coach. Uh, so don't worry, I'll tell him that at training camp. I'm like, hey man, people like it when you get like specific and like, you know, really really give us a whole picture. Um, you want to do that at at one point in October? You know, just middle of the season, just just for giggles. He'll look yeah. at me. He'll, He'll look do at some me. food. Maybe you break down some yeah, plays, some, some plays, schematic things. You know, on, maybe you dessert know. after that. You know, just kind of just whatever those. Yeah. Two, maybe those three things. Yeah, and he, he would look at me and say, "No, Nate." Um, <laughs> I think I think you're giving him too much credit. I think he'd look at you and he'd go, "No, no." <laughs> he already go what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the ring ceremony, um, it was hot. <laughs> they didn't show us anything. I mean, shout out to Clark for at least telling us about the Arrowhead thing, being a part of the ring. To which I was like, "How are they gonna do that?" Um, yeah. And then I saw. Uh, but no, it was it was cool. You know, I saw Carlos Dunlap. He uh, we made eye contact, and I was like, "But what about this?" Okay, all right. He's he's and he's in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will not get to ask him about his his imminent future. Uh, well, he's gonna play football <laughs> next year. And, you, you, I'm gonna see you in Saint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you in Saint. Saint Joe. Saint. He, he can't see me, guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. By the, by the way, this is a, this a, this a. By the way, this is a pro tip, y'all. Cause like, um, 
I have a thing apparently. You've probably seen it, Josh. Uh, this is this is PJ Green. He always likes it when I give a mm during a <laughs> during a press conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I and we go get. I, I asked Clyde Edwards like, "How close were you to playing?" And then Clyde gave one of the most in depth stories I've heard in a while, which I kind of knew, but was like, "Are you willing to go public about it?" And then I said, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is a real pro tip. Uh, Andy walks in, obviously, you know, tucks to the nines. Uh, shout out to Tammy, man. Tammy don't ever look like she ain't coming with it. Um, that's, a good, that's a good call. You can look at the photos. I mean, she would have really been stunting on him if she brought out the fur. Bring out that fur in June, that's- Tammy. That was that was the one thing that looked out of place. Is that usually I think she's rocking a fur, and it was a little warm, I guess. But you know. Yeah. Still absolutely ready for the red carpet moment. <laughs> so Tammy walks out. Yo, she she has a little handbag that's, I think, like a rhinestone chief's helmet. I didn't see this until just now. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So look. Oh, that's they, sweet, actually. I think Tammy probably wanted to stay out longer than Andy, to be honest. Um, I, that, that seems right. So this is one of those Nate Taylor mm moments because I felt it in my soul and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me get a notebook out and write that write that down. Not for not for reporting reasons, but for life reasons. Tammy's like, you really gotta do this? And Andy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting my ring, girl. Let me let me talk to these reporters real quick. They ain't gonna ask me about Chris Jones, because I'm gonna give him one of them eyebrow looks like, don't you dare do that on my ring night. Oh I, you I answered questions from you like four, four hours. hours. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he walks it up to us. We all do the song and dance. It's very cheeky. Oh, uh, I don't even—I didn't even ask a question. I was like, I just gotta be here because like somebody's paying me for this. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh, and they're like, so I can't even remember who asked the question, but it was something in regards to the ring, obviously. And then Andy has a slight pause. Y'all know the look. He get that grin to you. He he turned back, kind of winked to Tammy, and he goes, "Look." The best ring I got is not on my finger, and it ain't gonna be the one I get tonight. She my ring. It was something to that effect, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, I'm ready to go home right now." <laughs> Standing ovation, little nod, respect the game, great respect work. Gonna game. throw that one away. Thank yep. you. Yep. Uh, let me put that in my back pocket. Let me go ahead and hold on to that one. It don't matter what I accomplish in life, she the prize. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, that we was don't get a window into sweet talking Andy Reid very often at all, but man, Just, he's still, he's still bringing out 98 heaters on the black, on the black. Absolutely painting it. I need all those other rings. You know? And you and then, and then of course, you know me, let me, let me turn my head to Tammy. Oh, it landed. It we landed. have arrived. <laughs> Tammy's ready to go home. Oh, <laughs> Look, guys, where else you gonna get this content? Okay, that's nowhere. That's that's why we're here, guys. I almost um, I almost derailed this by making you talk more about Frank Clark, and we wouldn't we might not have gotten that vignette. Love, and that vignette was important. I love Frank Clark. The fact that Frank Clark wanted to see everybody, and they're like, "We gotta go," and he was like, "But I could just stay a little longer." No, <laughs> this is the White House. Also, go back and rewatch the video because you could tell. I mean, obviously, it's a teleprompter, guys. Like. I mean, come on. Um, shout out to Joe Biden, his speech writers, whoever they are. Congratulations to y'all. 
Um, Joe Broughton, reading, reading the, reading the, reading the, you know, reading his speech. I, now, let me be clear, guys. He's obviously read the speech already. He's just now delivering the speech. I mean, that's that's anybody. Even, even you know who, who's you know what doing. God knows what. Even then and now, um, yeah, they read the speeches and then they obviously deliver them. Um, you can say, hey, we might be able to make a quick adjustment there. I don't like the way that sounds. Da 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 da. Man, look at look at Legarius Sneed like a hawk behind Joe Biden. He's just like reading the speech word for word. Really? Yes. It's, I didn't it's catch a, any of that. It's fascinating. And then because I think Legarius was like so locked in on like, dang, this really how the president do this. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden looked at Legarius like, hey man, you gonna smile? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Legarius is like, but this won't you really be doing? Yes, this is what he really be doing. He be talking in front of millions of people, um, and hoping not to stumble. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have anything else to, to say. I mean, uh, those are good you, tales oh, oh, from the from the beat. Oh, so look, I like to make jokes. Y'all want this? I know y'all want this. I can't wait for it. They had the nerve to ask Joe Burrow who he think the best in the game is. And Joe, and Joe, and look, this ain't, none of of us was there. None of us was there. We wasn't there. I wasn't there. Hey, hey, Joe, who the best in the game? Or something to that effect. I don't know. But, but, but Joe's like, look, I'm a professional. I'm a competitor. Pat the best in the game right now. I don't know. Did you watch the Super Bowl? They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, like, my eyes work. I'm, I am. I'm going to yeah, record back. My eyes like, work. Yeah. Again, we're, this is June. Okay. So now, all the reporters, because that's how this works, we got a beeline to somebody in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Eli mark? Eli Apple in here. Oh, Jamar, Jamar. Hey. Jamar. Hey, hey, Jamar. How you doing? Come here. Come here, young fella. I ain't even going to ask you. Hey, look, hey, I ain't even going to ask you about the extensions. We all know he not going to give you what you deserve. But anyway, <laughs> Joe Burrow said, you know, pat the best in the game. Your comments. <laughs> what do you say, Josh? What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? This man said pat who? Nate, I lost your audio for what I believe was the entire time you were telling this story. And it's okay. It Snap back in just for me to hear. And he said, Pat who? I didn't hear anything until what I believe to have been the punctuation of a story I now know well. So, And I, I just, the silence ended for me to hear, Pat who? So, of course, on ring night. Um in freaking June, guys. No, guys. In June. What what is the equivalent of like another uh, like all right, let's let's I guess Seth Shot really doesn't work. I mean, he's not the greatest example of this. Uh, <laughs> but like this is like asking the superintendent, hey, why that school district better than ours? In June! June what? Man. What were we doing? <laughs> no! Hey, I heard they giving their teachers better salaries. It's June. <laughs> anyway. It's just uh, an incredible unforced error. Like, just just absolutely outrageous. So it, it leads to ring night, and I imagine you you have not uh, delivered the, 
the landing of the tweet. Yet. No, you go, you go ahead. You go ahead and tell him, Josh. Go, well, go so, ahead. So, yeah, so Jamar Chase, Pat who, all of that. It goes around the internet a little bit. You know, nobody, I don't think anybody ever asked Mahomes about it, right? He, he no. would have talked once no. between that. No. Why, why would I ask him about this ridiculous comment in June? It's a ridiculous thing. It's a ridiculous thing for Jamar Chase to have said. Ridiculous thing to ask Patrick Mahomes about. It. You're not gonna, you know, make him respond to that. It's nonsense. The rings are out of the box for like an hour, and Patrick Mahomes fires off great picture of him with uh, one Super Bowl ring on the index, one on the ring, held up to his uh, to his face like he's making a call. Travis Kelsey's off to the side, basically taking the, taking the top off of the ring. Looking at the uh, the arrowhead inside, confetti's falling, and Patrick Mahomes, accented by two ring emojis, just tweets, "That's who." Guys, we don't have to do this in June. We don't have. We don't to. have to do this in I June. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, I, it's content that we obviously are devouring, but we don't have to do this in June. Nobody asked for and this. Do you know? Like, I I have I have talked about this a number of times. I think over the last few years. But, you know, growing up a Chiefs fan, I remember having, I don't know why the, the, the specific guys that I remember are, are both Packers, but, but the number of times I would see Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football just doing crazy wonky nonsense. You just go, oh, this is like, that's a space alien, and man, this is fun, but boy, it would be a lot more fun if they were doing that in the city and the, for the team that, that I root for. But, you know, that's just probably not going to happen. But, man, not only do they have electric quarterbacks, especially for whatever reason. Early Aaron Rodgers was just a, a perfect example for me of, mm-hmm. oh, that's a quarterback who is cool. And yes. this has now evolved to having a quarterback who is ice bleeping cold. And that, hey, Chiefs fans, congratulations. That's your guy. The only human being in the NFL who can trash talk in June is your quarterback, because he can say scoreboard and point with two rings on his hand when he does it. It is just like, I, I know it's we're restating it time and time again. If you're not a Chiefs fan, you're probably sick of hearing that, that 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 luxuriation. But it just the the point that I have to like drive home for myself, especially now being able to like you know cover this team as a job. This seemed so impossible, Nate. It seemed genuinely impossible. Possible that the Chiefs would just be at the White House, biggest ring in professional football, two rings in four years, quarterback is the coolest dude in the sport, maybe finishing second place actually to his tight end, like who also plays for your team. It 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 all seemed like a million light years away from the Kansas City Chiefs that I grew up watching. Now we're here now, and it's just kind of Kind of old hat, and it's a really ridiculous thing. I just, I hope everyone's appreciating that fact. Yeah, and um, I watched the ring ceremony via Isaiah Pacheco's Instagram Live. <laughs> I went to McKinnon's. I don't know why he was my first one that I checked on. But was, I felt like he was going to be live, and he was. I mean, it was Jersey through and through. God, man. <laughs> I should have gotten a Pacheco. Dang, that's uh, so Pacheco was, ah. Oh. I mean, what a, what, a, what a punctuation for a rookie year. Um, where yes, le- yes, ladies and gentlemen, as a seventh round draft pick, he had more people at the spot than anybody in the first round. No <laughs> jokes, no jokes. Good. That's that happened. He had more people at the local establishment than anybody on camera in the first round. 
And then he did all of that and had, I think he had like close to a thousand people on his Instagram live to pick up his Super Bowl ring. I mean, you can't, I mean, it's, it's, it's a remarkable year. So at this point, you're probably asking us, Nate, what's going on with the team? This Josh, is where I'm at. I was in the exact same place. I was starting to cross off some things on my little list here. Where do you yeah. want to start? Jo- we, got a, jo- we got a big name guy who is on the roster, big name guy who's not. We've got a couple other moving parts yeah. from, uh, from I- camps sure, and everything. I'm sure there's a guy who had some dental work done today uh, <laughs> who's wondering about Chris Jones's uh, status with the team. I'm sure there's a lovely young lady who would like to know, is Sky more legit? Um, <laughs> and... <sighs> I don't know. I'm sure there's a guy who's like, what, what's going on with the offensive line? You know, because mm-hmm. they, they kind of matter. They kind of matter for the quarterback. Um, you want to go first, Josh? <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just burn through them because I think there's a lot of like five minute conversations here. And it's yep. going to give us. I might good... break it in two. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. If we can if some of these we knock off in two minutes, we're not going to off in two minutes. Um, let's start with Chris Jones. He was at the White House. He was not at the ring ceremony. He tweeted last night that he was sick, which is why he wasn't at the ring ceremony. He didn't tweet anything like the night of, and that was just from him, whatever. It's like a tweet response to somebody asking. Right. Um, so what what do we know in, in terms of the uh, the latest on, on Chris Jones, where that contract stands, and if people should be worried or not? I don't think people should be worried. Um, Chris has made it very clear he wants to be with the team. I think he is. I think... I think he went through a bit of, um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? I think he went through a bit of like, you know, nostalgic around obviously being next to Frank. I mean, they they were they were right next to one another during the White House ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they spent most of the day with each other. Uh, I think he went through a little bit of nostalgia with Frank, and obviously, the likelihood that that wasn't going to happen uh, for this season, even though he's been pushing for it to happen, of course. Uh, you know, the Chiefs have no cast space whatsoever um, as of right now. So Chris, as I've written before in The Athletic, has always showed up to camp on time. Uh, I don't see that changing. Uh, he's been in really good shape from what I've heard. Uh, he always works out in Florida, in the Miami area um, in the offseason. Uh, I don't think it was really that much of a blip from a newsworthy standpoint that he wasn't at mandatory minicamp. Dude wants a new contract. This is what he did in 2019. Um or in 2020, after the 2019 season, I should say. Um, so, no, I don't think there's anything to be worried about. Um, they know he's got to be the second highest paid player at his position. Um, yes, we've mentioned before, what are the Jets going to do with, with Mr. Quinn Williams? Um, I would advise them to sign him. But, you know, that's that's their prerogative. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I you know... <sighs> The only worry I guess Chiefs fans would have is that it's July 30th and like there really hasn't been an update um, just because, you know, the two sides have not agreed to a deal. But you still have all of August before obviously you get to September and um, the Chiefs know how valuable he is. I, I know there's been some speculation that like, hey, could he be traded? And like, you know, I, I mean, I guess that question is always legitimate because, you know, players can be traded um but for someone of his importance given what he's done for the team given he just came off a career year yes you could say his his trade potential could be maximized the most at this moment i know seth is screaming from wherever he is at me right now but also um 
I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so until proven otherwise, I just think they'll probably come to a deal at some point in July. Um, when I'm not necessarily sure. Um, but if fans trust the organization and what they've done over the last however many years, um, they're going to try pretty hard to, to try to get something put down before, like, you know, the first full pads of practice at, at training camp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's let's stick with the, the contract talk, and, and not that there's anything directly relevant to the Chiefs right now, but um, I guess last time we did a podcast, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was an Arizona Cardinal. Um, and, and about four or five episodes back, DeAndre Hopkins was reportedly not going to be traded for anything less than a second-round pick from the Arizona Cardinals. Man, so they're looking the, uh, real weak in these streets. They're Woo! looking real weak, as is perhaps DeAndre Hopkins's market at this point. He visited the Titans and then left without a deal, visited the Patriots, left without a deal. Um, I would say that in his uh, you know public comments about wanting to be on a contender with a good quarterback, that, um, well, I said that it was the Titans and Patriots, so you can fill in the rest of that one. But it is kind of interesting. The Chiefs, as you mentioned, have virtually no cap space at all right now, the, the least in the league from something I was looking at earlier. Spocek, I think, had him uh, as, as by far like, at the bottom of the league in cap space. But that Chris Jones deal could open some money up. Do you have any feel whatsoever right now on, on the um, tepidness, perhaps, of the DeAndre Hopkins market and if it means anything to the Chiefs? Or are they just fully good with their receiving room at this point? Yeah, I think the Chiefs are fully good with their receiving room. Now, something could change. If I was advising Mr. Hopkins at this point, I would tell him, we've taken two visits, so we do know that there's more than one team that we can negotiate with, at least at this point. So that's a good thing. Um, It sucks that the Cardinals are stupid and that they didn't release you when they could have done sooner or that they didn't trade you for, like, I don't know, a fourth-round pick. Like, who cares? Like... You're going to eat the money anyway, which they are eating all of it this year. Um, but with all of that, now I would tell Hopkins, don't sign a deal until August 15th. Yep. You don't need to go to training camp. We we all know uh, you're not on the grit and grind program at this <laughs> stage of your career. Um, he does not practice. Uh, his practice habits are... Habitual at this point. You can go look him up. <laughs> I know Kyler wants to say some things, but my goodness, man. Can't say it now because everybody looking at you, Kyler, like, yep. come on, bro. But Kyler, like, I don't know what he be doing because we don't practice. Crazy. <laughs> um, crazy. 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 Uh, and, then, and then, of course, I was the crazy person who watched hard knocks and it was like oh i see there's division amongst this receiver quarterback i wonder why the quarterback's running for his life because he ain't got a good offensive line and look he is awesomely dynamic but where are you gonna be when i be scrambling you and saw it, more on hard knocks than the cardinals did in their <laughs> own building too which yes. is messed up shout out to ben neiman i see you baby uh <laughs> also yeah you don't need to, like now if you're the chiefs and DeAndre Hopkins calls on, like, August 12th. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm ready to come in. 
Y'all got that Chris Jones extension done. I'm ready to catch passes from your boy. And you know what? I might even practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Woo-wee. What, what you doing, Josh? No, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm taking that call. Absolutely. Happily. I, I would I would see where my money was at post-Chris Jones. Okay. Hey, now you might open up about seven, six, seven million. That's just a, yeah. that's just like a, I guess it's best of an educated guess as I can, as I can make right now. I can't, I mean, obviously I don't know the figures. I don't know. The problem is you don't know the years and how you can structure the money a certain way to create as much uh, cash space as you want, either in year one or in year two of Chris Jones's deal. But let's say like, I don't know, seven and a half at, at play. Now, people in the front office will tell you, you don't necessarily want to spend all seven of that before the season starts. Cause like, then you're not able to have like a trade element to your, to your liking. Like you can't trade for someone like Kadarius Tony or for Melvin Ingram. If you don't have any money really um, in the salary cap, but Hey, if Deandre Hopkins is worth seven and a half million, I guess you can, I guess you can do that. Um, if it's mid August, but yeah, I think that's what Hopkins will ultimately do. Um, the coach who's going to do the best for him right now in his career is Bill Belichick. So mm. um I would I would advise Hopkins, unless things change, to, to probably sign with the Patriots. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um we, we talked about Frank Clark a little bit. Oh I closed the uh, the tab of the contract details like a real goofy goober. Um <laughs> it's one year with the with the uh Broncos and there's a lot of real legit money here as well. It's not all just the uh fluffed up, you know, what what could this number end up being? Oh, come on, spot track. I've got I've got the page back and it just doesn't want to load it right. This is embarrassing. Uh one year five point uh call it round it up to five point five million. Um that's five point five there is is guaranteed. There are incentives beyond that. Um although this one's just giving me that five and a half. This doesn't include what the incentives were. It's another couple million. I mean it's about right. seven and a half with those incentives, but they're not on the cap, not likely to be earned or whatever, I suppose. Um but about five and a half guaranteed real actual money for Frank Clark uh, in Denver. He, as you mentioned earlier, he, he talked on uh, Josina Anderson's podcast, I believe. Yes. Um, after he signed and talked about the respect that he has for, for Andy Reid and the front office and, you know, a, a tough conversation with Brett Veach, but not one that they carried any baggage from, it sounded like. And um, especially talking about Andy Reid, which this is worth noting for a guy that played for Pete Carroll first and is going to Sean Payton now like this. Frank Clark has not played for any scrub head coaches. That is um, true. Woo! And, and he said, hey, Andy Reid's always going to be my coach. And, and really, you know, the, the conversations we've heard from the outside over the last couple of years of, you know, them both being L.A. guys and having, having a lot of real, you know, I can't remember the phrasing, but man-to-man talks or something like that. We've, we've heard a little bit of that at, at times, and certainly Frank Clark's always been the maybe the best press conference that, that can be found at, at one Arrowhead Drive, but... Um, hearing it in that context also, I just thought was was really cool and, and really informative to a, a very real relationship for, for him and the Chiefs organization altogether, to, to the extent that it wouldn't surprise me if, if he signs a one-year or one-day deal at some point to, to retire a Chief, despite not being drafted or ending his career here. Mm, that's, a really, that's a really good point, um, because, you know, he had a real memorable four-year run. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, and was a quote machine, and, and was and was genuine about it too. Just wasn't yeah. saying amazing quotes just to say them. Like he was saying them with like true sincerity. Um, and look, anything and, else there that that number just priced the Chiefs out? Yeah, and I think look, 
what is probably more realistic, and someone can run with this if they want, but it's, what is more realistic, and I mean, even like, uh, I think Steve Spagnuolo referenced this, and I talked to him a little bit, and like, I'll be surprised if it doesn't happen, but the more realistic, the more realistic thing is, hey, uh, if Frank didn't want to wait, which I understand, then that's his prerogative. He felt if he can get five and a half to seven and a half million, that's more than probably what the Chiefs could have been available, you know, what the Chiefs could have had available for him on the back end of Chris Jones's new contract. Um, when Chris signs this deal and it opens up again, six, seven, eight million, four, four and a half of that million is going to go to a veteran defensive pass rusher, a defensive end, most likely. Um, to which is why uh, I saw Carlos Dunlap in that nice hat looking sharp. And I said, hey, 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 that one feels more realistic to you then yeah something to that effect i'm not saying necessarily will be carlos dunlap yeah. but like obviously he's he's an option um you know so yeah i mean that that's kind of where they are um you know i have a roster projection that's going to come out i believe on thursday and i have the chiefs i believe i can look this up um uh, i believe i have the chiefs having 10 defensive uh defensive linemen let me look yeah, right now, by the way, you can make your guesses, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like. But in my roster rejection, I have 25 players on the 53 who are on the defensive side. 10 defensive linemen, 5 linebackers, 5 cornerbacks, 5 safeties. Now, even with 10 defensive linemen, we we could we could be better. We could be better sure. is probably what, you know, Mike Berganzi is saying. Um, you know, I always think of every time I think of that. I don't know how many people watch Scrubs. I love that show. Um, I don't. I can't remember if it was towards the beginning or towards the end of this series. But essentially, uh, they're making fun of JD and his, uh, you know, lovely wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, on and off. Um, as I let Google do its work. Yes. Okay. I, was like, I would love to help you. I had a lot of friends that love uh, love Scrubs. I never. I never watched it. So. Uh. You know, shout out to Faison. Um, yeah, you know, Elliot, yes. Sir Chalk. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but I it has been imprinted in my memory. Where the phrase is, no, we can go flatter. We can go flatter. <laughs> Put more cardboard down your back, girl. <laughs> Cause apparently Elliot had no booty. No dump in the trunk. Nothing coming behind. Um, How did we end up here from Carlos Dunlap again? <laughs> well, this is how my brain works. It bounced around to, uh, hey, Carlos, can I get can I get a minute? Can I get a minute to uh, looking at the uh, projected depth chart uh, of me, uh, not of anybody else. <laughs> Clearly, Brett Beach and Mike Bergazzi or Andy Reid or Steve Spagnuolo haven't looked at this. But look, I got ten guys. You want me? You want me to say all ten guys? I'd love to know. Yeah. Chris Jones, okay, George Karloftis, Charles Aminahue, uh, Derek Naughty, always back. Hey, hey, so I think somebody on Twitter was like, why does it always look like Derek Naughty looks photoshopped in these photos? Because he's always there. <laughs> um, 
Mike Dana, solid as a rock. Felix, I ain't even gonna say your last name. Uh, hey, until you until you get on that field, Rook or whatever they tell these kids. Uh, Keandre, also not gonna say your last name. Deshaun Wharton, Malik Herring, B.J. Thompson. Again, <laughs> Nate Taylor quoting a Spider Verse version of Mike Bergazzi. <laughs> we could be better. We could be better. We could be better. <laughs> to which <laughs> JT. <laughs> To which JD and Turk said, we can go flatter. We can go flatter. Stick more cardboard down your backside to (laughs) accentuate that Elliot has no booty. Um, But has the heart of JD. Well, on that note, um, you want to talk about running backs? (laughs) (laughs) Look. um, I don't have a segue for all these. I just have like bullet points. It's been a long time since I've done a show. It's great. Uh, Jarek McKinnon re-signed with the team, yet still pulled off the most savvy veteran move of the offseason. Hey, y'all. I'm a signing steal. I'm glad to be back with you fellas. What? Y'all saying y'all practicing? No. Not, not me, me, though, right? <laughs> not me. But it says it's mandatory. To you? Yeah, to, to you youngins, maybe. Yeah. Not to this 10-year... Look at these stripes. To these, not to this 10-year vet. So, Jarek McKinnon... <laughs> done nothing all off season. Uh, obviously, his spot is solidified. Um, he even told Clyde Edwards Lair, "Hey man, you ready for these reps, dog? Because I ain't doing any. I ain't even doing any training camp. <laughs> if he pulls this off, he is already a legend. He's Seriously. already in savvy veteran Hall of Fame. Didn't take no reps in the off season program. The mandatory mini camps took as few. Hey, you know what, Coach? Hamstring tightening up." I don't know. I, I just think I need a few weeks off and training. <laughs> we like he just can't get hit, and until he gets hit, he's gonna be great. And then yeah. he'll, he'll be on the injury of, of his body or whatever, like it was <laughs> towards the end of last season. And like still play at a high level. Yes, at an extremely high level. Won a Super Bowl. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. What else? What else can you ask for? Right. Um, um, the the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs believe Pacheco. Their hope is that um, he'll be ready to go midway through training camp. Like, there's obviously no reason to like you know, pull him up to speed anytime soon. Um, which leaves Clyde and Derek Prince as like your one two for the preseason. Um and yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just see how that goes because um this appears to be Clyde Edwards Alaire's last season unless something really unforeseen happens. And for Denaric Prince, I think he's the best undrafted player who can make the roster um as it currently stands entering training camp. Yeah, that and, and there was a little bit of hype on him and uh, even McKinnon talking about him. Some was funny. But I, I actually want to talk about Clyde, especially since uh, Seth's not here. He he has been the guy throughout this offseason that people have been, like, really eager to cut for cap space that doesn't really make that much mathematical sense. And as you laid mm-hmm. out already, Pacheco's not ready to go. McKinnon's not going. And you don't want to put all – you don't want to have your only running backs be – a bunch of, you know, potential practice squad dudes and your undrafted free agent rookie who you like but just got into this offense. Right. And and then Clyde also, I'll let you kind of retell the, the Cliff's Notes version of the the story from the Super Bowl week and people can read more about this in your story up on The Athletic right now. Um, but there's there is a utility for, for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being on this roster this year and I'm really surprised at how hot of a take that has turned into. Yeah, well, it's... It was, I, I, I don't know why it's necessarily hot now. I think it was more realistic 
before the draft, but after the draft, sure. yeah, after the draft ends and the team doesn't draft a, a player at that position, um, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Um, even Clyde acknowledged that, like, why would they invest two years into me when it came to his fifth year option? Which I was like, whoo, when you say it like that, uh, why did why did it, why would they want to account for my money in, for the next two years? Just why? Um, so he has his own feelings. He's still. I think connected to the team. I think he's, you know, everybody in the organization that I've talked to said he's been obviously one of the, this is probably the most professional he's been in his life, even with him not being at the parade or even with him, you know, not being a part of like the championship tour. You know, the, the Chiefs have really been gallivanting all spring and summer and Clyde has just not chosen to be a part of that. Like that's obviously his prerogative. Um, but the question that I knew, because we had a talk the Monday before the Super Bowl at the media night or whatever, and he looked me dead in my eye and was like, no, I'm playing. And I was like, Clyde, Clyde, <laughs> like you haven't played since like before Thanksgiving or whatever the dates was. And, you know, he's like, no, I'm really playing. And I think he was really shocked to not play in that game or to not be in uniform. Maybe it's obviously up to coaches who gets what in terms of snap count. Um, and so I asked him last week, how close were you to playing? And Josh, I've never heard a more detailed response as to why a player believes he's going to play. And then he shows up to the locker room two, three hours before kickoff. And there's not a Jersey in his locker. You know, Hey, I did scout team this. I, was doing receiver, you know, positions. Obviously, I was handling the running back situation. Uh, I practiced every day that week, which I looked up, and he's right. I got activated early that week. He did get activated early that week. He didn't play. So, um, it's clear to me that he knows he's got to hold it in from now all the way until March when he's a first time free agent. And that's going to be hard for him to do. Um, but he's on, he's, he's doing well with it right now in terms of being professional in terms of like knowing he still has a role on the team and he just wants to fulfill it. Um, he just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to end the season hurt again. I mean, that's clearly, um, what he's trying to demonstrate. And he said he changed some of his training regimen, uh, but he didn't go into detail about it. Um, but yeah, I remember writing in the story that Monday, <clears throat> they're like, hey, I got to hedge this. Like, I can't just take the player for his word. Like, he believes he's confident or, you know, I I, I, I hedged it as best I could um, because people in the t- people on the team didn't know if he was going to play or not. Um, so for him to not get that opportunity for the team to not pick up his fifth year option, which was the smart shrewd financial thing to do um it puts him in a in another circumstance that is unique to everybody else on the team and i don't know if i wrote that as well when i did last week but like he doesn't have isaiah pacheco's story he doesn't have jerry mckinnon's story um he's a first round pick but he's not travis kelsey um he's not even Kadarius tony where the team is like moved heaven and earth not to sign anybody so that you could be the number one receiver. Like he is, or he's, 
he's in the chief solar system, but he is not orbiting anywhere close to the sun of it. And he's got to handle himself better than he did last year, even though he felt like towards the end of last season, um, he had earned the ability to, to get on the field. And I have to think that that, that experience of being confident on Monday that you're going to play, you're finally back physically good, presumably you're rehabbing with the thought of, I'm going to get healthy and get back out there. And then you walk in and there's no jersey for you in the, the locker room of the Super Bowl. I I can 100% understand how that would sour your offseason and some of the the other experiences that come with that. And um, again, I my maybe maybe to your point, less hot take for now is that he he has a role on this team and, and likely a, a really useful one. He was in the center. He was orbiting Patrick Mahomes almost literally a few times earlier in the year. He was a touchdown catching machine. I mean that was. There is a role for all of these running backs, I think, and, and specifically is having a guy who you know has been in the offense for long enough that you can do pretty much whatever you need schematically right. seems useful. And the story of all of that, um, it obviously I've uh, I've been on all angles of this, but the the roller coaster of first round pick and a a uh, a controversial one, but. Amongst the fans, you get a lot. Of, there's a decent number of Edwards Elaire 25 jerseys that you'll you'll find at Arrowhead or in a tailgate or whatever. But to to fall as as far as I got hurt, I came back, I was healthy, I didn't get activated for the Super Bowl to the point that like his best shot of playing might actually have been more receivers not being able to go. Right. I think if Marcus Kemp tweaks his ankle in warmups for the Super Bowl, your fifth receiver. Is Clyde Edwards a winner, which is wild. Wild. Really, really crazy. Um, and just, you know, another little I, I like a, a zooming in on a story that that is ultimately at this point pretty small now, because that's the type of stuff to keep in mind as, as more stories like that unfold over the next um, I mean, as as just the Chiefs continue to be the Chiefs. Yep. We're we're at our hour mark. Um I know that you've got something on Trent McDuffie coming out very soon up on The Athletic, and uh, Seth, who is uh, not with us right now because he forgot to put oral surgery on his calendar. <laughs> calendar. Um, he, uh, he's he got a film review out on McDuffie right now in the Chief of the North Newsletter. I can't believe it. He's just like, oh, that Novocaine thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's happening Monday. That's that's happening Monday. And I'll tell know. you what, if he just logged into the Zoom right now and said, guys, I just hit record and I feel amazing, <laughs> it would all be forgiven, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh man, it's so great. So, yeah, uh, it's it's McDuffie week here on Times Ours. I would encourage you all to read uh, Seth's film breakdown of Trent McDuffie. Um, I got some inside information about Trent McDuffie that I encourage you to read on Tuesday, June twentieth. Um, now I'm gonna be the promo man. All right, y'all. I know Father's Day just passed. I know Juneteenth is here. Uh, I know you need to get your laptops before the next school year drop. But also, you know, you can go to Athletic right now and get a get a nice nice little subscription for a dollar a month. Just really? saying. Just that. saying. I mean, look, I always compare it to like not even the best lattes. That's how good our content is. Like, now nah, I don't know your favorite latte. We might not beat that. But like, hey, you know, for this for this good information. Like, come holler at us. Like, you, you guys know. Right now, I mean, if you if you just hop up to theathletic.com slash times ours, if you just go straight to that little URL, you can uh, hop in right there. 
We'll be right yeah. there for you. Yeah. You know, and we'll and we'll see you come aboard this um unusual spaceship. Uh <laughs> As I would like to say, um, but yeah, man, come on, you know, uh, it could be seventy nine, it could be seven dollars and ninety nine cents, but for you, for the summer, for that summer body, it's a dollar a month. All right, <laughs> offer ends June thirtieth. Come on, get in there. Um, yeah, I I think ultimately this roster is really set, guys. So prepare yourselves for one of the most boring training camps. In recent memory, last year I, I <laughs> this is in this is in my roster projections. But last year I was like, man, last year was great. We had ten rookies. Tyreek Hill wasn't on the roster. How is the offense gonna look? How are they gonna make it work? Eric Bieniemy's back, but Nagy's in the fold as well. Dog, are you ready for a black and white training camp? Because that's what this is about to be. <laughs> there ain't gonna be no color. I can tell you right now who the sixth receiver is. His name is Rasheed Rice. Okay? Are they going to have seven receivers on the roster? Maybe. But I don't know. Um, I mean, we coming down to what's going to happen with Blake Bill. That's where we are, Josh. And I know that this is a different version from what you just described earlier, where you're like, it's amazing to be a Chiefs fan because you got the dude. And you got, like, not even a sidekick. Like, he, they, they, they just got a great... Tandem and like Chris Jones probably gonna sign another contract. Uh, they they their roster is so sad. I cannot stress that enough. What position battles are you most looking forward to in training camp, Josh? I uh kind of receiver, I guess. <laughs> Just some new guys. That'll be fun. Hey, who's who's been playing left tackle and right tackle? By the way, can you tell us that or is that embargoed information? No, it's out there. They <laughs> what they gonna do? <laughs> Okay, here it is, kids. Here it is. God, why am I giving this information when you could be getting it for a dollar a month? Well, yeah, um, I mean, I mean you're already I'm, subscribed. You're already subscribed, right? Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. I gave I gave you the defensive line, hit the offensive line. All right, Donovan Smith, your left tackle, Joe Tooney, the robot, Creed Humphrey, all-star uh center, Trey Smith, had a little pack injury, but he good, he'll be fine. Jawan Taylor's at right tackle, Nick Allegretti is your top guard slash center in a, in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas Niang, he's your right tackle. He ain't moving nowhere. He ain't doing none of that. Mm. He's second on the line at right tackle. Wanye Morris. Now, this is where it gets fun. Yeah. Andy Reid got him switching spots, baby. Going Woo. from left to right, right to left. That appears to be the swing tackle. Um, if something really tricky happens in the season. And... Look, Darian Kennard, if it don't happen now, it ain't going to happen. Mm. Darian Kennard has moved from tackle to guard. He should never take another snap of tackle. I'm sorry, young fella. That's just how it worked, uh, especially with this roster and your talent and capabilities. So it'll be really interesting for preseason to see if Darian Kennard, who, by the way, more, most teams in the draft process last year said, young fella, you a guard. And the Chiefs said, no, nah, baby, you a tackle. Of which they converted him to a guard here later. So hey, mm-hmm. we all we all get to destination. Some just take longer than others. Uh, <laughs> that's your nine offensive linemen. Book it. It's it. I mean, it's in stone, guys. Unless something happens. But again, this about to be the most boring training camp that I've ever covered, and I'm already looking forward to it, ladies and gentlemen. On your behalf, this is this is 
Nate spoiling training camp, not being <laughs> sour about it, like just no, saying, "Hey guys, no, sorry, here's how the movie this, ends." Guys, the roster, they ain't got no, they ain't got no castaways. Cause look at the roster. This is gonna. So your like roster projection also coming soon to a, a theathletic.com near you. This might be the year that you just get. What, what's a, what's a real win for you on a 53 man projection in June? Like 50? You think you might get 50? <sighs> I'm a big number. 51 is what I'm comfortable with right Woo! now. I mean, look, guys, there's only like two to three spots really up for grabs. And again, a lot of that hinges on Blake Bell. Okay? <laughs> like, who, by the way, had an appendectomy, wasn't that mandatory minicamp. He was excused. He fine. Um, but that's really, it kind of hinges on like Darian Kennard, Blake Bell. <sighs> I mean, the linebackers are locked in, kids. Yeah, they are locked, locked. I mean, look. Nazi Johnson's getting better, guys. I know nobody. I know nobody has seen it, but like Nazi Johnson getting better. So Chamari Connor, can you be good on special teams? Because that's 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 my requirement. That's the prerequisite for you to make it on the roster. Um, other than that, I think. I mean, I think everything is set. I mean, again, um, the numbers get a little bit shaken if they add another pass rusher to the mix. Um, but they still might keep the ten five 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 breakdown. I don't know. I mean. It is what it is. Um, training camp starts July 23rd. Um, obviously, we'll be there to, to take you along the the, the, the spaceship uh, of the 2023 campaign. Um, they'll be back in St. Joseph. Book your tickets now. I don't think you can, but whenever they come out, you can. Uh, be happy to say aloha, obviously. <sighs> Damn. I mean, Blaine Gabbert's one of the most interesting people in training camp. No Cap. Wow. Let me, let me repeat that sentence again. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert is one of the most interesting people for this year's training camp. No cap. So, uh, book your tickets now, like Nate said. <laughs> Go ahead. Go. <laughs> look, look, man. Look, the Chargers going to get all the love. You can see the vision. Look, the Broncos, Sean Payton, go had them looking right, okay? I don't know what the hell they doing in Vegas, but look, it'll be more interesting than what the Chiefs are doing in August. If you want to know if Richie James or uh, or, or Justin Ross is going to get the last wide receiver spot, you got to subscribe to The Athletic. That you That's check right, out. baby. You can go check out Nate's uh, roster projection again, the Trent McDuffie story, and also uh, Seth's got a film review up there too, but I'll let, I'll let him tell you about it. Uh, whenever he uh, comes back with his mouth wired shut or whatever, uh, and uh, and also I don't I will figure it out. I don't. We're not gonna do another like uh, six month uh, accidental uh, hiatus for you here. But um, Nate is actually going to be able to push away from the keyboard. Those hands are meant to type, but right now they're meant to go do something else in your life for a little Woo-hoo! bit. Woo-hoo! Uh, just a little, little vacation route, little <clears throat> uh, little time off. So uh, maybe next time it'll just be me and Seth. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll figure it out though. We're not gonna go dark for a, a terribly terribly long time again, unless Seth you know has some scheduling conflicts related <laughs> to invasive surgeries or whatever. Yes. But, yeah. Um, in the meantime, theathletic.com. You can go to theathletic.com/slash/timesars to uh, check out the deals available there. Plus, you uh, almost certainly if you tell you what, if you're hearing this episode, you're probably subscribed to the Athletic River to uh, to Timesars River. Get your podcasts, and for that, I appreciate you. You can uh, follow Seth on Twitter at RealMNChiefsFan and give him some gruff there. More importantly, Nate is at ByNateTaylor, and I am at JB Briscoe. So um, follow us there. We'll continue to uh, – we'll, hopefully we'll do a mailbag sometime this offseason as well. So yeah, that sounds That's where we fun. will uh, take yeah. the questions. So we'll, uh, we're will we going to come up with some things now that we're, uh, you know, 
back in the United States in my in my uh, uh, case awake on a Monday in Nate's case <laughs> and uh, eventually maybe uh, maybe Seth will will have his teeth all fixed. So with that, Nate, uh, get us out of here. Yeah. Um, again, I can't say it enough how much we appreciate you all, how much you guys love the show and, and have it be a part of your lives. Um, we're going to send a nice little tribute here on the way out. So just give me a few minutes if you have some time. Um, you know, you may have seen it, read it, heard it. I don't know. Uh, but The Athletic, unfortunately, had layoffs last week. Um, unfortunately, one of them was my editor, was our editor, uh, Brendan Roberts, um, by way of Davenport, Iowa. Shout out to the Quad Cities. I see you out there. Um, look, I love Brendan. Um, one of the best, if not the best, editor I've had. I mean, he's been my editor for five years, guys. Anything that you've read in The Athletic, he's had an imprint. Um, he's had just a, a dedication to the craft that I uh, admired and respect, and I love him to death. Uh, you know, things are going well for him because uh, I've talked to him a few times. Do you remember, Josh, <laughs> the first time you really listened to the podcast? I, uh, yeah, wow. I hadn't actually considered that. I, I thought about what he had to go through editing what I was writing back when these no, fingers were, were made no, for typing. No. Uh, but no, the very early Times Ours days, Brendan yes. was a, um, a very important part of, uh, of, of helping us find our direction a little bit. Right. He had to write us in. He said, what, Josh did what now? <laughs> I said, I said. That's okay. Troy Eggman will do. He's he's gonna do wonders for us. You just just trust us on this one. <laughs> on Brendan, Brendan, if you're hearing this now, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> and then Brendan was like, "Can we not have another incident with a Hall of Famer?" Yes, we will not have an incident with another Hall of Famer. I didn't this mean season. to have one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not have another incident with a Hall of Fame player. Nope. No, we won't. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> but no, but I mean, if John Elway is listening to oh this show. Oh boy! <laughs> John Elway's somewhere out there. He getting cooked. Um, yeah. Uh, look, if you if you're one of the lovely people who bought a Kingdoms Dynasty, our 2022 um, commemorative book about the Chiefs, uh, Brendan put that together. Like mm-hmm. Brendan organized it, laid it out, selected the stories. Um, did a wonderful job uh, capturing the season. I know a few people have come up to me or reached out to me and said, hey, I really enjoyed the book. And I'm like, thanks. Uh, not only was he giving me guidance on, you know, what was most important about what this, you know, the story of the season was, but obviously he put the book together, you know, just nights, like literally hours after the Super Bowl, because that's how fast these things have to go. Um, I know he's going to get another job in journalism. Uh, again, he's a great editor. He's a part of this show even though we didn't really shout him out a lot um yeah i mean you know it's uh it's it's always tough when these things happen but i do uh, i do want to give him praise he obviously is deserving of it um yeah i mean brendan roberts great editor somebody hire this man like yesterday um but look everybody at the athletic loves him and we appreciate what he did and I don't know if you have anything else to say, Josh, but um, you know, um, it's 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 always great when you learn who people are, not only through their work, but then you have even greater bonds with them after you start working. So it's not like Brenda's not going to be my friend, or he's not going to be 
someone that is very important in my life because you know we got to a point where we knew each other really well and i don't want that to change anytime soon um and i've talked way too much but here you go josh here's a fish catch it all I would add is that I hope he's appreciated the silver lining of knowing that there's nothing the three of us can do to ruin his day anymore. Oh! That, in that way, his watch has ended. In every other way, <laughs> it has only begun, I am sure. Uh, a, a tremendous editor and um, tremendously patient, I would yes, argue. Yes. And that, one, that one might just be one that I really have felt over the, uh, over the years, but um, yeah. No, I, I can't say any of that any, any better than you did. Uh, unless Brendan wanted to edit this for me, in which case maybe it would maybe he could punch it up a little. Mm. Way to land the plane, sir. Way to land the plane. Alright, y'all. It's June. <laughs> go in, go enjoy the road, Nate. Let's Be go. outside, y'all. Get outside and get off the keyboard, Adam. Come on!